Here's the GM of the Maple Leafs, Dave Nonis. How you doing, Dave? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing pretty well. We're having fun here because uh, your team is on fire at this point. 9-1-1 one, one in their last 11, rapidly moving up the Eastern Conference. Um, what's the message to the team at this point? I, I think it has to be we, we have to continue with the, the execution and work ethic that we've shown over the last 11 games. And I was talking earlier to some people. I, I think that we have a, a good team not a great team, and great teams can win by having having off nights. That's not us, and I think we've uh, we've shown both sides of that. If we continue to work hard and execute, then, then we have a chance to compete. But it's gonna it's gonna take that for the remainder of the way. Dave, there's always the cliche when you have people coming back uh, from injury, and you have to pull out guys that are doing a good job in your lineup. They they always say it's a nice luxury to have. Is that actually the case, or is it? Is it difficult to find out which guy needs to be removed from the lineup? I think it's at this point it's going to be difficult to find you know, who you remove, but yeah. I think that's that's what we we want. I mean, if if it becomes easy, then uh, we're 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 not playing like we need to play, and and our depth isn't as good as we'd hoped it had been. So, um, you know, we do have some guys that are getting close to coming back, and and when they do, it, it's going to be difficult for the coaches to slot them in. When you mention the team trying to find that sustained, you know, effort level and the consistency and that you guys can't take nights off, uh, we talked a lot about it last year, that especially down the stretch, it seemed like the team was not privy to that lesson. Uh, Cody Franson was saying last night that specifically when you look at the way the team reacted in the third period, where they got down 3-2 early, they could have just simply been throwing out empty promises to each other on the bench, but they didn't allow that to be the case. They went out there and they continued with their game. They, ca- they, they continued to be calm and continued to push the Kings. And he said, I think our team is starting to learn from past mistakes. Have you picked up on that? I think so. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of a lot of lessons that uh, hopefully that that they the guys who were here last year uh, learned and, and continue to learn. Um, but that game last night would have been an easy one for them to lose. And there's a lot of excuses that we could have used. You know, we we played against a very good team uh, the night before. It took a lot of energy. They had a rested Stanley Cup champion waiting for us and making us play at five o'clock. And you could throw a bunch of other things on top of it. So they they didn't come out in the third and mail it in. And I think that is a a, a very positive sign. It, but it also is something that has to continue. And it's easier when you have uh, options. The coaches have options in terms of changing the lineup or moving players. Around around within the lineup um, and seeing some success with it. I think it's easier for the players and it's easier for the coaching staff. We're chatting with the GM of the Maple Leafs, Dave Nonis. Uh, speaking of Cody Franson, he will be a UFA at the end of the year. Um, his play has, has really been elevated this year. Um, how would you break down his play so far? And specifically, how do you think he's helped the play of Dion Phaneuf? Well, I think that the, the pairing has been pretty solid. Um, they they read off each other very well. Uh, Cody's a smart player, and you know he's he's not blessed with with the greatest speed. So a lot of his work is with his intelligence and his size. And I, I think if you look at how him and Dion have worked together, they've they read off each other very very well. Um, and he moves the puck exceptionally well. He's he's had a good start. Um, you know he's a, a player that I know um, bleeds blue. He loves being in Toronto uh, and we're, we're looking forward to him continuing to have a good season and I know he will he's, he's a guy who's committed to, to having a, a very good year so we need that to continue if we're going to have some success still lots of miles left on this season but Owen and I were talking about this earlier 
you look at this past 11-game stretch, I think some would argue your best players have been Nazem Kadri, Mike Santarelli, Daniel Winnick, Cody Franson, Jonathan Bernier, all five of whom will be due for new contracts at the end of the year. When do you start thinking new contracts? You know what? There's there's never an answer that, for that. I mean, it it can be during the season, depending on the player. Um, I don't have a problem waiting to the end of the year, quite frankly. If you know if that's the best thing to do for the organization and for the the player and his mindset, some guys can handle. Um, and Jeff will tell you this as well. Some players can handle talking about contracts during the season, and some, quite frankly, can't. And yeah. um, it's not one where where there's a, a an answer where it has to happen. But for us, it's it's going to be uh, at at the right time, and and we want to we want to read the the players and our team going forward. You know, there's a lot of time left in the season. With Dave Nonis, how has Nazem Kadri taken that next step? Well, he's he's been much more consistent. Um, you know, there's there's still work in Naz's game. Um, I think uh, he would tell you that is you know he still sees some setbacks once in a while, um, but I, I think he's he's come a long way. And uh, a lot of the the improvement I think has been also who he's playing with. He's he's playing with players I think that are are making him. Um, a safer, a more responsible player, and sometimes that improves your offense as well because he's 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 not uh, he's not afraid at either end right now, which is good. Wouldn't you say you know the player actually taking the next step is a little premature, Dave? Wouldn't it be at the end of a season or a couple seasons him playing like this throughout 82 games? Then you could term uh, or use the phrase he's taken the next step. No question, and that's where snapshots are aren't fair um, to evaluate a player mm-hmm. either direction. You know, if Naz goes on a, a three or four game stretch where he's really not playing well, it's, it's not fair to say that he hasn't taken strides. Same token, you know, three or four games is, isn't enough to say that he's he's become the player that you need him to be. But I, I think it is fair to say that he is he's going the right direction and and he's putting a lot of time and effort into improving and and that's what he has to do. We do have a lot of hockey left and you know we're going to want to see Naz continue to play at a high level throughout the year. Not a lot of negative notes over the past 11 games, but we've been focused on the top line and specifically their defensive play. Um, last night I thought they had some issues again, continue to get hemmed in their own end. How does that top line improve defensively? Well, that's one where you have to work yourself out of it. I mean, that's it's really as simple as that. They're highly skilled players. Um, you know, they're never going to be your best shutdown players, but they have to compete for the puck. Uh, and when they do, we've seen again, we've seen them uh, be dominant players in a dominant line in this league. And um, you know, we are getting a lot of contributions from our, our other lines right now. Um, our top line is producing, uh, albeit mostly in the power play. But we're going to, you know, we're going to need them obviously to get to get back uh, into their groove, and they're very capable of doing that. Just prior to having you on, breaking news in Edmonton: Dallas Aikens had been relieved of his duties. Uh, obviously, a tough decision for Craig McTavish. You're familiar with being a GM in a Canadian market when the fan base is not happy. I mean, you were experiencing that a month ago. I mean, forget a year ago. Do you have a criteria in place that you use as a GM for when it comes to evaluating your coach and maybe making that decision that you have to move on from him? Yeah, you know what, there's the the simple fact, I think, from a team standpoint is... uh, what's in the best interest of, your, of your, your players and your team going forward. And you've seen coaches that have been fired, I think, several years ago, Lou Lamarillo fired a coach when he was in first place. So, But he felt that the, the team 
had stopped responding at the level that they were capable of. And I think that's really what what you look at. And is the coach getting through to the players? Uh, do you think that the, you know that your your long term players, the players are going to be with you when you have a chance to win, are getting better um, or at, at a quick enough rate? And and uh, obviously that uh, Craig felt that that wasn't happening in in Edmonton. I don't think. Um, I don't think Dallas is a bad coach. He did a great job for us here with the Marlies. But uh, you know, at some point, um, uh, the management and ownership wanted to, to make a change for the betterment of the group, and I think that's probably what happened in Edmonton. How often would ownership actually chime in on a decision like that? Um, hopefully not very often, because <laughs> it's... Um, you know, that's one way I think where the, where management has has to have a feel for where where the team is going, and and again, a lot of it is the long term success of the team. It, you know, obviously things have, didn't go well in Edmonton, I, and I don't think that that uh, Dallas is a, a bad coach. I think he's an excellent coach, but for whatever reason that you know they were going through a tough stretch, and and they felt they needed to make a change. Always appreciate you taking time for us. Thank you, Dave. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Dave Nonis, the GM of the Maple Leafs.